0: Good morning, Anchor Nation. This is Aaron Rollins coming at you again live from Southeast 3rd. That's not actually where I live. It's the street I grew up on. I shouldn't have told you that for security purposes. But here we go. We're coming back at you live. i got a few things to talk about today. Oh my gosh, I'm in full swing with my education and I'm doing all these research papers and assignments and quizzes and I'm just at that dangerous point in my life where I don't want to fucking do it anymore. (laughs) This is just getting exhausting and I've got another year and a half of this nonsense. Oh my gosh, I've got to talk to my boss uh, later today. About changing my schedule, I'll be going to school in the mornings at starting at eight o'clock, rise and fucking shine after I get off work at midnight. I, I, it's feasible. I just don't want my grades to suffer because I'm not sleeping enough, and you know you've got to be well rested if you're a medical professional because if fatigue is affecting your judgment and decision making, you're going to make a bad mistake, and it can affect the rest of your life, not to mention someone else's. So let me make sure, yeah, let me turn that off so that you're not hearing my phone go off. Some exciting news. I got called today from a guy that is a news uh, correspondent with KVVX. I don't I don't know what news channel that is. Uh, he's out of Waco, and that whole poetry thing that I'm involved in, they want to do a story on it. Well, that's exciting. It's just that I've got two others that I've got to coordinate with, and one is this controlling person who um wants to jump back into the scene after being gone for x amount of time and try to just run things the way that this person used to run things so that's just challenging because I gotta have conversations with this person and and run things by this person and it it gets very challenging because I'm just just used to doing it by myself (laughs) for about a year and a half there I was doing everything on my own, trying to get people to give us a venue, trying to reserve times and get people to show up, trying to get a featured artist, and none of that crap worked, and I ended up moving away from Waco, so I couldn't do it anymore, and I tried to keep it alive online and do everything virtually, and people just weren't interested. And I mean, for about, about two months there, people would I would share these things on Facebook, and people would comment and like it and and hear what we had to say and blah, 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 blah but it fizzled out real fast and real hard so (laughs) i just kept putting in the effort you know fake it till you make it type thing and um eventually people started coming back around covid restrictions started to get lightened up and you know people started stepping back into the scene that used to be in the scene and you know it's like i i don't want this to be mine it's it's about Waco poets, you know, people in Waco making a scene for poetry. There's already a scene there for artists and for music. Um, they have uh, you know concerts all the time down in Waco, and I'm not talking like big names, you know, more like local stuff or you know minor bands. Uh, Joe Diffie had a concert there before he died, or maybe he's dead. I can't remember. Um, they've 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 had some some names out there, and anyway. Um, we want to do something for poetry and get poetry to come back because I've I've been involved in the poetry scene in Waco for like six years, uh, six or seven. And, you know, it's it's just never had a huge uh, crowd. They have something called Waco Word Fest, but that's once a year, you know. And we're trying to get something going on a regular basis. So we'll see how that goes. I right, see, I turned my, my vibrate off just in time. Shane's ass is messaging me. He's been messaging me all morning. Bastard. Uh, (laughs) So, anyways, there's that. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to feel burdened by having to have these other people involved, but some of them actually have something to, to offer and bring to the table as far as resources and connections go, and that's great. And so, you know, I, I have to open myself up to that partnership. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I want to do all this by myself because then I don't have to worry about running by things or running things by somebody or getting someone's opinion or, or having to do things with a partner and, having, and waiting for them and, and being on their schedule. You know, I, I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm just sick of, of making myself subjected to other people's timelines and, and authority. You know, you got a boss. That's, that's a given. Unless you're working for yourself, and even when you're working for yourself, you still may have customers and you gotta, you know, please them. But for, for most of us, we, we've gotta subject ourselves to, uh, the DPS and, and get your registration and inspection, uh, done every goddamn year. Um, you, you gotta submit your taxes and you gotta wait for the tax bureau to, to, to verify and approve your refund. You've gotta, uh, you, you know, there's just all these things that you've gotta sit and wait on and you can't do nothing about And it. It's very aggravating. <laughs> Excuse me while I get a sip of water. So, um, there's that. And I'm, I'm just, I don't want to do that in ways that I don't need to. So bringing in another partner um, two or three or, or even one, you, you've got to talk to them like you know they're they're equal parts. And then then and when that happens, you've got to wait for them to be available for things that you want to do because your name's gonna go on it, and they're they're a part of that. So <laughs> ah, it's aggravating as hell. Shit. Anyway, um, work hasn't gotten any better. I'm pr- probably gonna be putting in my notice uh, this week. Um, I've gotten a couple of job offers and this, this is truly heartbreaking for me. And I, I, I know I, I make light of the situation and laugh it off and, and holler and get angry and cause a scene. But that's, that's gotten to a point where it's like, uh, you know, after, after the last couple of weeks, I've just, I just can't do it anymore. You know, uh, what was it? Thursday, Thursday evening, I, um, you know, I responded to a, a patient that was trying to leave the building and she was suicidal and we knew that, you know, she was going to cause the scene and get dramatic. But, you know, me and the social worker spent about 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, keeping her from running out into the street because she wanted to kill herself. And, you know, that was its whole thing. And, you know, I've, I've been dealing with that here at the VA for, for a year now. That's, that's not something that's hard for me to handle. What is hard for me to handle is how people are like, fuck them, let them run into the street. I'm like, are you serious? It's like, no, they're not going to do it. They're just ass crying for attention. They're unkillable. They're never going to die. They're never going to do it. And I just, you know, after hearing them talk about how these people are useless and they're just attention seekers and, you know, they're just a drain on us and everybody else, you know, I, I told them, I told these guys that were I was talking to, it's like, I'm not willing to roll the dice with that, um, with someone's life because no matter how shitty it is, it's still their life. And these these are comments that I hear on a regular basis about veterans, and sometimes it comes from veterans, sometimes it doesn't. But regardless, I um, I've heard too many heartbreaking um, statements and opinions from people that you know these are guys I've got to work with, and everybody's like, "Well, you can just you know keep your head down, shut up, and do your job," and I'm like, "I'm not I'm not doing that shut up in color anymore. I'm I'm just not." And if if there's, I, I refuse to accept. That, that mentality that everything's like that everywhere you go. Because you've got people out there that, you know, they, they tell you, well, yeah, this job's great for me. I love my job. I look forward to going to work every day. There is opportunity for everybody to have that. And, you know, that just means that uh, even the, the crappy construction jobs that guys are, you know, busting their backs and sweating their asses off to go to. You know the the work is hard, but the people you work with make it worthwhile like this guy, Frank, I work with, he makes the work worthwhile because we're cutting up and, and having fun all the time, and he's always talking shit. I've never met a guy his age, he's sixty that talks as much shit as he does. I mean he's always running his mouth, he's always trying to be a smart ass to people he's always got some smart ass comment to say. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uh he was sitting there and a nurse comes up it's like frank can i help you with anything he's like uh i don't know what i need help with it's like well they just brought a patient in and put him on the monitor and and I was like oh okay well i'll get in there in a minute she's like are you sure you don't want something he's like well you know what how about this <laughs> how about, if i need some help i'll come to you and ask you for help how about that what do you think <laughs> she gets all bent out of shape. It's like, Frank, I'm just trying to see if you need anything. He's like, yes, but if I don't need something, then I don't need it. And if I do need it, I'll come and ask you. <laughs> it's such a basic concept. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> why does it have to be such a struggle with these people to understand? You know, it's not like people are fucking dying right now. Uh, you know, when somebody is dying, yeah, I'll call for help. You know, I'm, I'm not too proud to say that I can handle a dying per- person on my own. No, I need help for that. So, But if the person ain't dying and everything else is stable, then yeah, then I'm fine. Don't bother me. <laughs> oh, this, this individual lady, she's just so dramatic. And when that patient was suicidal last Thursday, she wasn't helping the situation. She she made it a point to tell like five different people, I said, if that lady gets out the door of this hospital, she's going to run into the street because she said she would do that. And I'm telling people left and right. And she's like reminding us, you know, kind of like, I told you so. That's not helping. That's not helping anybody, especially me. Um, and I, I, you know, I I walked away. And somebody came into the break room and I was like, she's making things worse. And he said, oh yeah, imagine that. Like he expected that from her. Anyway, um, that's that was just the whole shitty situation that, you know, I'm done talking to my boss about the things that I hear other people say because his hands are tied. He's got staffing requirements. He needs people to get in there and do the work. And regardless of their personal opinions – you know, if these nurses know how to take care of patients, he needs them. We, we need we need nurses. We need nurses. Uh, we, we need people to fill that role, to give medications, to uh, report their findings to the doc, you know, to keep uh, their eyes on freaking their uh, heart function, you know, because we've got people that crash all the time. Well, not all the time. We have, we have somebody crash about twice a week. So um, you, we need, you know, doctors can't do it all on their own. They're just one or two people. You know, uh, last night, for about 30 minutes, we just had, no, more than like 45. We had one doctor for all of our patients. The other doctor was leaving. He wasn't seeing anybody. Um, he actually stayed late trying to figure something out for somebody that should have left. Uh, it was an image result. He couldn't get it, so he, he stayed later. He stayed past his time and wasn't seeing any other patients, but I mean, at least he was still there. You, you get what I'm saying. You, you guys know what I'm saying. So with this one doctor for 12 patients if somebody would have crashed that would have been rough for him because he would have been the only dude there and then after you know that 45 minutes to an hour ended two other people came in but you know it's it's just it's very very aggravating that you need these people but then you don't need their shitty attitudes and shitty perspectives on on patient care and patients in general um you know and that's I'm, I'm going to say this, just for transparency. My job's not affecting my schoolwork right now. I am concerned that it'll affect it once the summer classes start. Because I'm I'm just losing motivation by the day. <laughs> and part of that's just my fucking unmotivated ass. Um, not, oh, excuse me, not uh, having the drive to, to, to finish the shit anymore. You know, it's just... And it's because they're throwing all this mundane shit at me at the start. You know, uh, introduction to exercise science. Um, that's, that's an interesting class, but damn, man. They, they had the dean of exercise science come and talk to us last, last Tuesday. And it's like these classes are geared to 20 to 21-year-old kids. I'm 34. There's a guy sitting behind me that's in his 40s. There's another guy sitting next to me, or excuse me, uh, one row behind me that's, that's thirty. You know these these classes aren't meant for us. <laughs> these you these lessons that you're trying to teach about how to do an interview and um having, you know, punctuality, those are for for young people. And so <laughs> it's it's just very aggravating, it's, it's draining on my my energy levels. Um but on the positive note, back to more good stuff happening in my life. Uh, my Lawnmower um is working and I cut my grass last week for the first time since I've been here. <laughs> Aaron, haven't you been living here for like six months? Yes I have. Shut up. Mind your business. So <laughs> I cut my grass and <laughs> I feel good about that because the yard, I mean the, the the mower wasn't great. I had to like uh restart it a couple of times and, and it still worked, but I had to cut <laughs> I cut my grass last week and it looked made the yard look really nice. Now I just got a weedy because there's all these fricking trimmings around the side, and uh, anyway, that's the whole thing. Um, apart from that, uh, if you have been keeping up with me, then please uh, follow Waco Poets Society on Facebook and on Instagram. We um, we're really trying to promote the the community of poets. Um poetry has always been meaningful to me because there's some strong emotions that I've had to deal with in my life. And this helps me express those emotions without, you know, hurting myself or somebody else. Because when, when, you're, when you're subjected to something that strong, your brain isn't thinking rationally. And when you're thinking emotionally, that's when, you know, you make mistakes. You say something you shouldn't say or you do something you shouldn't have done or something that you might, you know, regret later. So... Um, and we want to open that up to people that, you know, maybe they're self-conscious. Maybe they think their stuff's not any good. Well, that's not really the point. The point is is that you you get your message out there. You know, are you seeing some injustice in the world or has some injustice happened to you? Are you appreciating nature and all of its beauty and all that other crap? You know, I mean, if, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Come on, come on out and share. Um, we got Mike Gwynn coming from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's like a minor celebrity in Texas poetry. He's been around the block. And so uh, he'll be out in Waco on Saturday at the Jubilee Theater. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your pa, you're not moving on down to Arkansas. You're coming to Waco. Um, yeah, I know how cheesy that just was. Don't freaking at me. I don't care. Um, oh, God, while I'm at this, while I'm thinking of this. Uh, so John from JP's What, he's been uh, talking about this group he's on called You, uh, you Won't Be Accepted. It's a Facebook group. And, you know, at first I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get on there. I'm just going to see what, what happens. And it was all these people asking to be roasted. And, uh, and it was just average people, you know, not like, uh, you know, minor celebrities with, you know, 100,000 view- viewers. It's just like your average guy that maybe works at Walmart or the uh, convenience store down the road. Um, or, or somebody that likes to, uh, I don't know, works at Spencer's or Hot Topic. Um, you know, just average, everyday people getting on there saying, roast me. You can't hurt my feelings. And I took that as a fucking challenge. I'm like challenge accepted. Let's see what we can do here. <laughs> now, what this web, what this Facebook group does, is it forces you to get creative. You <laughs> you can't uh, make racist comments, sexist comments, comments about mental disability or uh, physical disability. Um, or any sort of like genetic condition that people are born with like you can't make fun of somebody that has muscular dystrophy because their body's all misshapen you can't make fun of people that are uh living with dwarfism um you know you, you have to get more creative than that you you, <laughs> you can't go for the obvious joke so there was a couple people that i was talking about their personal lives and how i think they live <laughs> let's let's go through some of the harshness of this facebook group if i can find it um all right they've been doing a lot of ask me anything things on here and at first i thought that was cool but then like a hundred people started posting ask me anything i'm from germany ask me anything i'm a mechanic ask me anything i work for amazon ask me anything i was like well that might prove interesting and insightful but apart from that uh, everything else was crap um I'm an artist. Ask me anything. There, there's something right there. Ask me anything. Uh, let's see. Where is? All right. All right. All right. No, I'm I'm asexual. Ask me anything. Um, let's find something else. Some of the stuff that I wrote, <laughs> cause some of it was actually pretty good. Uh, I'm 20 years old, dating a 30 year old singer mom. Ask me anything. My question was, how hideous is she? <laughs> I got a couple of of up up votes. Um, let me think here. Let's find out. Oh, dude, WrestleMania was this weekend, and I had to work. Oh man, it was so freaking glorious! All these freaking big stars were there. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin Boston was there, and this was in Dallas, Texas. That's a two and a half hour drive for me. Um, what's his name? Um, The Undertaker was there. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's here's one of my roasts. Uh, this is from. Uh, a woman that said, roast my outfit. And it's an all-black outfit with fishnet stockings, um, buckle-up boots that go up to below the knee. Um, a little tutu that's black but has chains and buttons on it. Very, think uh, Corpse Bride, Tim Burton style. Um, but black, right? Not not claymation white or whatever. So it's all black. She's got fit, uh, fishnet sleeves and gloves. She's blonde, pale and or sandy blonde yeah like a brown blonde um blonde she's pale with with light colored hair wearing a face mask uh kind of kind of thin um just just your average pasty white girl that's all i could say and so my roast was you look like a rejected extra from a tim burton movie that never made it to the screen you look like the girl in high school who got along better with guys and tried to headbang to amy lee music I'm betting you tell people that you're into dark and witchy stuff, but you actually buy all your clothes and materials from Target and Hobby Lobby. What's with all the black? Did somebody not love you enough when you were little? Or did they love you too much? <laughs> that, that was one of my top uh, favorites of mine. And I, I just got to toot my own horn here. Because this is allowing me to get more creative with how I insult people. <laughs> so uh, if you want to give that a try yourself then ask to be accepted to a group where you won't be accepted. It's a little uh, ridiculous, the, the questions they ask you before you get in, but the, the understanding is, is that you, you don't you know attack people in uh, that intimate way where, you know about their gender, their intellectual or physical uh, dis- disabilities, um, their race, and, and stuff like that. So uh, give it a try, man. It's, it's freaking fun. It's fun, and it's funny. Because these are strangers. You, you don't hate them. You're, you're just coming up with things that you hope will get a laugh. Um, yeah, so anyway. That's all I've got for right now. Uh, I know some of my stuff isn't really that funny. If you want a good laugh, go check out JP's What, man. He cracks me up all the time. It's just so, like, raunchy. Well, it's not necessarily raunchy. It's just so raggedy. <laughs> it's so freaking raggedy. When he talks about sipping old tea that made him sick to his stomach. John, I want you to know for the record, I've never heard of that happening to anybody. <laughs> so I don't I don't know um what that uh cause there wh- what the pathology was for your sickness drinking that tea, but that's just not something I hear. Um I also don't drink tea, so maybe I'm out of the loop. Uh but he's he's man he's got some funny stuff. He talks about marriage and um disagreements with his wife. I just don't so I I know John's Catholic and Catholics don't believe in divorce. But if you listen to this podcast enough, you're like, "Dang, man, are, this is going to happen to them." <laughs> They, they do not get along. His wife's always making him do shit he doesn't want to do. And he's always getting mad at her because she does things he doesn't want her to do. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Um, apart from that, uh, my personal life is really unchanged. Um it's been frustrating to me to hear people talk about work quitting and they're like, oh, I'm going to be moving. I'm giving away all my furniture. Why don't you tell the so-and-so to come pick up some of this stuff? And I'm like, I've been telling you I've moved into this house for almost a year and you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't want to give me shit. <laughs> I, I, I need dressers. I, I need all kinds of stuff. it's like, oh, Aaron gets... And this happens to me in more ways than one. So I'm telling you, people are forgetting about me and my my furniture needs. They're also forgetting about me and being available. So people will walk around and be like, I need a strong man to come help me. And they'll walk right past me. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I chopped liver? (laughs) I'm hello, I'm right here. You know, I think people have gotten the message that I'm sick of them asking me to do every goddamn thing. And, you know, I kind of came to a head about three months ago, so... But it's, it's been nice having some extra help. We hired a couple uh, of people. Um, one of them is working on my shift, and then he helps me out. Uh, he's not – he's kind of strange. Uh, he came up and, like, smacked me in the back of the head at random one day, and I was like, okay, that's how that feels. So I'm not going to do that to anybody anymore. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's made, like, some very strange conversation started just out of the blue. You know, usually if I if I th- – feel like I'm going to say something that's unusual, I start with a question first. Hey, have you heard about this? And then I'll start talking about the subject. So he doesn't, he doesn't do that. Um, but he's got like a wealth of trauma experience. He was working in L.A. and they had a lot of trauma out there, gang-related violence and stuff. So it's going to be really good having him on the team. Um, but I, I just – I'm going to be leaving. I, I'm either putting him on notice this week or next. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably actually stop working in the emergency department in May. Because uh, that's how far the schedule is made out, and I don't want them to, you know, have to scramble to find a replacement for me in, in that short period of time. So um, that's all I've got. This has been Aaron Rollins from Southeast Third. Once again, that's not where I live, okay? So you can try to find me, but you're not gonna. Uh, anyway, I am signing off for today. Thank you for listening. Please remember Waco Poets Society, and don't do anything stupid, and don't forget to drink water. All right. Yeah, <sighs> y'all take care.